the podcast critics have spoken. Has this guy ever actually interviewed anyone before? And? Wow, that was long. And? I don't have time to listen. Very busy. Sounds like this podcast isn't winning any awards anytime soon. Uh, he did win an award in 2011. Stop living in the past. What else with Corey Mann? Wherever podcasts are sold. Isn't it free? Part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Recorded live. You know, at the time of uh, recording. You're listening to the Hot Takeout Podcast. The only podcast with a 30 minutes or less guarantee, or it's free. And now your host, Chad Bradley. Can I take your order? Hey, thanks for pressing play on the Hot Takeout Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find your favorite podcast at www.spreaker.com forward slash Studio DNA. Now, this episode was recorded the Friday before Hurricane Dorian was expected to make landfall on the southeastern part of Florida, which has royally spoiled my plans to make a trip to Orlando, Florida for a radio conference, which has been canceled, which is a giant bummer personally, but an even bigger bummer for those that live in and call Florida home. Like my guest this week, Blanca, she has a new EP out comprised of songs off her latest album called Shattered, and all of the songs performed in Spanish and for amazing reasons. We talk Taco Bell, favorite foods, and we get deep. I encourage you to listen to the whole thing. My conversation starts with Blanca as she is trying to figure out where and what to do next to prepare for Hurricane Dorian. The weather's beautiful right now, but I'm sure it's coming in, and I haven't, like, I I was in Nashville for four or five days, and so I haven't even, like, I just got home. I'm like, I need to prepare. I don't have no water. I don't have, like, people sending me screenshots of Walmart and Publix, like, with no food <laughs> in the shelves. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Uh, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers uh, go, go into you. That's, yeah, just the thought of, like, trying to go to a Walmart right now and standing in line for water rations sounds like a nightmare. Oh my gosh, I, I know. I'm hoping someone, uh, a neighbor or something, can help me out. food restrictions, things that you can't eat or things that you will not eat? Well, that's a, a good question. Like, you have to define restrictions. Is it like things I don't eat because I can't, like my body can't take it or just like I won't because I don't like it? It's open to interpretation when you create art. Okay. So I'm going to let you take that question as art, although it's not art, uh, <laughs> and just open to interpretation. So if there's something you can't, if you do have food restrictions, like I can't eat this, because my body does this, I stop breathing, bad stuff like that. No. Or like I don't for, I just don't do fish. Like if it's, if it's out of the water, I don't do it. <laughs> well, I, I have no food restrictions in the sense of like no allergies. I'm sure I do if I like got a test on it, 
Um, I'm probably lactose. I'm pretty sure, but I don't. I don't have any food restrictions. I don't. You 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 like read me like a book. I don't do fish. Um, and the only thing out of the water that I would eat is shrimp because I like shrimp. But other than that, I'm like it's too fishy and I don't like how it tastes. But I'm pretty good besides that when it comes to food. What would you say is the riskiest thing you eat that people are like, whoa, you eat that? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's so funny because <laughs> it's gonna be like, um, hmm, shrimp. <laughs> <laughs> I, I. I will I will try something like living in Florida. I've tried like fried gator or some type of like shark bite or something, but I haven't enjoyed it. It's not like people are like, "Oh, you eat that? That's so crazy!" But no, I tried it, but I will not eat it. <laughs> What's your favorite go to? Like whether on the road or at home, you're just like, "This is my comfort spot." Uh, I love tacos. Like tacos are my jam. I feel like you can never go wrong, and they're so delicious. And they usually get them spot on anywhere you go. But I am Puerto Rican, so like my comfort food is Puerto Rican food, which is like rice and beans and some type of pork that's like fried and delicious with some plantains on the side. You are singing my song. <laughs> that's that Can you sounds... like taste it or when I was just. Right. Yeah, I was literally like writing. I'm I'm writing notes over here. Like, okay, this is what is for dinner tonight. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and write this down. <laughs> Real fast. I mean, you, you said you love tacos. I'm gonna go back to that. Just just because Taco Bell is doing this thing where they're cutting like nine items off of their menu, and they're gonna like re- release this new revamped version of uh, of their menu early September. Really? And are they trying to like go more? authentic with it or I, I don't know if that's really the thing or if they're just like cutting things that weren't working well but they're the couple of the items that they're cutting off their menu i just i'm, I'm like how as a, a restaurant that set, serves mexican cuisine how can you cut chips and salsa like that's what they're, they're cutting chips and salsa and then they're cutting the double decker taco why I, I don't know i'll be okay i'll be honest i've i'm not a huge fan of taco bell like it's not like my thing but how do you, I never have had Taco Bell chips and salsa, but I've had their chips. Like, how do you get rid of the chips? Like, they have like other, like the Nacho Supremes, like they, they still have the chips and they still have the salsa. So why take it off the menu? I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> and even the double decker taco, that, that's not on the menu anymore, but it's literally a crunchy taco wrapped in a soft taco with refried oh, beans yeah. in them. Like you have I've it. I'm going to order it. I'm going to ask for it because you have it. It's not on the menu. Don't tell me you don't have it. Because you have it. You can make it because you have soft, you have crunchy, and you have the ingredients to make me a double-decker taco. You got all the stuff, so so why be a jerk about it? I don't know, Taco Bell. I love Taco Bell only because it's cheap and it's very Americanized, and I love foreign food that's very Americanized, uh, if, I, if I'm being honest. Like Asian food, do you like... That's oh, my Panda second. Express. If it's, not, if it's not tacos or Spanish food, it's definitely Asian food. I love Panda Express. I love even like going to the mall and eating the Japanese Tokyo hibachi thing, even though it's like, I'm sure, very Americanized. I'll do all of the things that have been very Americanized. I'm like, yes, that's great. But then you actually have authentic food from any other country. And you're like, this doesn't have enough sugar. There's not enough salt in this. <laughs> you're like, I didn't know that sweet and sour chicken came in a broth. <laughs> <laughs> 
You're like, I'm getting more broth than I am chicken. And uh, there's, <laughs> and then getting upset that they don't serve it with a, a little fortune cookie. Like, what are you doing? Why isn't there more sugar here? <laughs> oh, man. I'm with you on that. Now, where do you weigh in on the, uh, the Chick-fil-A versus Popeye's? Okay. I feel like I should know these things, right? So Popeye's came out with a chicken sandwich, and apparently it's better than the Chick-fil-A sandwich. That's what I've heard. I've heard it both ways. That's the argument. I have not tried it. I love Chick-fil-A. I love, like, Chick-fil-A could take all my money because I love the service. I love the food. I love the french fries. I love the sauces. It's just an experience for me overall. Like, I know it's going to be good every time. Popeye's, I I don't remember the last time I ate Popeye's, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've never had Popeyes to be honest with you I've never ever ever in my life had Popeyes I've had my fair share of Chick-fil-A because I'm a Christian because that's what you're supposed to do uh, it's like part of the prerequisite of being a Christian yeah it's part of the Romans road in there somewhere it mentions Chick-fil-A I'm pretty sure uh, but I yeah I can't I honestly I can't I don't think I've ever had Popeyes and I'm I'm starting in as far as like chicken restaurants go I'm starting to doubt even like KFC because KFC has the, like they're one of those restaurants that's launching their meatless options their meatless meats that is like deep fried I don't know what it is but the, it's it's supposed to be like a meatless chicken oh, option that just made my stomach turn i don't like the sound of deep fried you don't know what, yeah, it is. what is it like i i'm more of those so i i get irritated by things like i can't believe it's not butter it's like <laughs> great you said it's not butter let's not worry about what it isn't but what is it i would rather know that kfc doing that right now with their meatless chicken option uh, Burger King has done this. Uh, Little Caesars has done this. But it's like, cool. Don't call it meat. Don't call it deep fried chicken that's meatless. Call it what it is. I just, there's an authentic issue there. I feel like you're lying to me. <laughs> I can see that. So Chick-fil-A has your heart because they everything is actually chicken. Yeah. Yeah, they're not lying. They're not lying about it. They're telling me what it is, and it is. It's not like Taco Bell and their horse meat. I mean, I eat it still, but like, and oh. I can't back that up, but I've heard stories. Oh my gosh. Let's change the subject because I feel like I'm like, you got it. So, my appetite. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll hard shift here. You, you recently played for 80,000 people in Puerto Rico. It was actually Colombia. I was Colombia. in Puerto Rico. Yes, okay. I went to Bogota, Colombia. I got bad intel there. Yeah. I actually read it wrong. My bad. <laughs> 80,000 people, though. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. I was already nervous because this whole Spanish venture is really new for me. Um, My parents are from Puerto Rico, and I grew up in the States, but I've always, like, it was a dream of mine to do music in Spanish. It was just kind of like a fearful thing because I'm like, I don't don't know. What am I going to say? Like, I need a kind of brushing up on my Spanish and but now I, I just came out with a Spanish EP of five songs translated from my English album Shattered and it's just been incredible to see how God's been using it and just like for me it's like now past the realm of just music itself but like it has I feel like the Lion King as I tell people I'm like <laughs> I feel like a little like I have to return back to where I'm from to know where I'm going and who I am and so it's been a very like opening up this whole new side of me that's always been there but it's coming alive in some sort of way so yeah so my first ever Spanish festival singing songs in Spanish and it's going to be and it's 80,000 people like I thought I was going <laughs> to 
pass out. <laughs> wow. Uh, so you went over there specifically for just tour. Was it like, did you take time tootling around Columbia? Anytime that I go like international to some place, I try to take at least a day to explore or to just see the culture and try the food because that's important. Yes, yes. Um, but this time, this came like really last minute and I was already booked up. Like it was perfect that I had it open, but I had already scheduled like on the front end and the back end shows. So I was there for like 30 hours total. Mm. <laughs> I flew in did a whole bunch of like media stuff and then did the show and flew out that night. So it was a bummer that they have something called La Bandeja Paisa. You have to look it up. I, I will do that. Like a, it's an authentic Colombian plate and it's supposed to be delicious and I didn't get to try it. So oh. I was really bummed. What, what, what is it? It's a, um, I think it's like a plate with a bunch of like, key things that they eat so there's like there's rice there's beans there's plantains there's these little like corn like arepas i don't know if you've ever tried arepas but it's almost like a a, a corn tortilla but specifically made like their way and then maybe i think there's an egg involved in there and some like pork and like what do you call like the the skin of the pork when it's like really crunchy oh yeah i know what you're I know what you're saying. Like pork grinds almost. Yeah. They cook it to where it has some. It's just like a mixture of stuff, but it's supposed to be like so good. So It sounds like all the things on my food pyramid. <laughs> it hit all the, the different pieces of your food pyramid. That's how I feel. I'm like just a bunch of starches, a bunch of carbs, some delicious meat. Yeah, deep fry something. I'm a happy girl. Mm-hmm. Deep fry it and call it good. That's... That's what I'm talking about. I, that's why, like, there's, there's part of me that I despise how uncultured I am because I know that there are so many amazing places with amazing food around the world that I've not been to. And I've only been to the United States and Canada and on my honeymoon, all the ports like Cozumel, Grand Cayman. Uh, but even then, like, it's so touristy that you're getting super Americanized cuisine there as well. So I've, I've just missed out on like 95% of the world's deliciousness and I feel so held back. <laughs> We got to change that. That's it. I'm start looking up like some key things for some of these places and then go on a hunt for them. So new EP out. It's you said five songs translated in Spanish. It's from your latest album, Shattered. Yes. Which is your favorite to do in Spanish? Oh man. Well, I think. The one that I've done the most in Spanish as of now is Amor Real, which is real love translated in Spanish. And that song in English had a really big impact. So it was cool to see how even the translation really connected with people and um, had a, I don't know, a strong message. I would say like culturally, I don't know. I'm not like super well informed of like everything that goes on in Latin culture, but I feel like from my experience, it's religion itself is kind of a more conservative, even more so than, I guess, the United States or American culture. And so a song like that, where it's all about kind of breaking that religious mindset and really encouraging people to seek a relationship with God, like to see that it resounded with so many people was a really cool feeling. And then I have a, a song that I haven't performed live in Spanish that is called Quebrantado, which is 
the name of the EP, Shattered. And that song is just super, like, I have such a strong connection to it. I feel like I've lost both, both of my parents up until this point. My dad passed away in 2011 from cancer, and then my mom passed away from breast cancer in 2016. And so I'm sorry. Shattered is just kind of like my heart in a sense of like right after everything happened with my mom and just feeling like completely broken and not knowing how I would continue moving forward. But somehow I had this inner strength that I didn't know I carried and I'm able to look back now and see how God restored this really difficult situation. So I'm excited to sing that song as well in Spanish just because I feel like it connects to my parents and it'll be a beautiful way to honor them and, and their legacy. You're talking about a more strict religion in those cultures. I feel like there's a, probably every other culture. I, sh- I shouldn't say every other. I, I, I would say a lot. A lot of Christianized or uh, Christian-leaning cultures, uh, Catholic-leaning cultures that would have deep religious ties in them. They kind of like, for better and for worse, they're very, for lack of a better term, religious. Like they really take it seriously. Like it's it's like you're either that or you're not. And Exactly. And so I feel like bringing a message that contradicts that is both good and also causing a lot of friction because I, I I just see it. For example, I was into a, a four or five day conversation or argument uh, on social media about, <laughs> about for King and country. And they teamed up with uh, Timbaland and Echo Smith. And the guy I was speaking with was just going off talking about how you shouldn't mix genres and believers and unbelievers in music and he was so like he he was so adamant about how christian music now is broken and how it shouldn't be the way it is and i was trying to come from a place of one i wanted him to be like look this is dumb why are we fighting about this but also like that was his identity like there is no there is no question when it comes to religion in his world it is so black and white there's no almost no room for grace and I feel like people, in even in the United States, but in other cultures, they miss out on the full color of the rainbow that is the gospel and the good news because they limit it to, his view was, it seems like they're doing something that's disingenuous because they're they're interacting with somebody who's not a believer. But just, I mean, being in radio, I see, you know, and hear the stories of, of their music and in, in, in music from you and music from other artists that are impacting lives and changing lives. And I almost, and I, I don't know how heretical it will sound. Uh, I don't care where the hearts are of the guys from For King and Country. I don't care where your heart is. I mean, I do. 
but I don't care <laughs> in the sense that it's making a difference. It is impacting people's lives. And so I think of Jonah who carried this message to the Ninevites and he thought that God was just going to like smolder them, like destroy them. But that's not what God did. God used his message through somebody that had a bad attitude to, to change their world. It's almost like the message is the same, whether your attitude or your reasoning behind it is negative or selfish. I'm kind of rambling, but I feel like it's not that like we're putting way too much pressure on behaviors of other people that we don't look at our, you know, it's the whole plank in your own eye trying to get the speck of dust out of someone else's eye. We're spending so much time looking at other people and their behaviors instead of owning up to our shortcomings and just saying, thank you so much for grace. I 100% agree. And I think it's like, what's the overall goal, right? Like when you hear a freaking country doing a song with a mainstream artist like Timbaland and Echo Smith, it's like, is the goal to keep that within the church? Like you can't mix it because it's going to lose, lose its authenticity or is it to give this whole new audience an opportunity to experience what freaking country brings to all of us? It's like, to me, I see it as now someone who've never heard of freaking country might listen to Echo Smith and see that she's on a feature and then hear a song and boom, there's a moment where they ask themselves a, a deep question or, or start a conversation. Like it's like an opportunity for God to do something really cool. And when it comes to Latin America, Latin America, what I was talking about, like they're more conser- conservative viewpoint or like more religious viewpoint. I feel like it becomes more about what you do and not about like who you are and like real struggles and, and things that like you're having to deal with on in reality in life. And it's like, okay, if I can make it look a certain way or if you do these things or if you don't wear pants as a woman, don't wear makeup and you follow these rules, then that's going to make you more holy or I don't know. Now I'm the one rambling, but I feel like a song like Real Love where it's talking about not needing to fake it or to put up a mask, but just really seeking out an authentic relationship with Jesus um, is something that I've had to learn. Because when you go through something as traumatic as losing both of your parents before the age of 30, and your ground, you know, like, feels like it's ripped from you, I'm like, man, God, where is my relationship with you? Because right now it's feeling really shaky and I have a lot of anger and I have a lot of questions and I don't know how to work through all of them because I've given this persona that I've got it all together. But deep down, it's like that's not necessarily the case, you know? Yeah, I I applaud leaning into that space and even writing music specific for uh, other countries and other trying to pierce something that's so set in stone that isn't per se bad. It's not bad that they have a deep passion for their religion and for, you know, trying to, trying to walk the line. Yeah. But I mean, you, you just tipped your hat towards it. It, it's so much work to constantly try to make up the difference. Like if we did our absolute best, like absolute best followed everything in the Bible, followed every, every one of the 10 commandments and every shade outside of it, we're still going to fall short of where we need to be. And it's like, it's like saying, I'm this perfect person and I've made it 2% of the way. Now I should get into heaven. It's like, no, <laughs> we're going to miss the mark every time. We're going to fall short every time. And that's why we needed Jesus. And that's why he's, he came for us is we couldn't do it ourselves, even on our best day, even on it's, it's like the, it's, it's like the perfect 
husband thing. Like the husband like runs around and he's like, I did laundry today. And the wife is like, yeah, congratulations. You want a little pat on the head? I do it every other day or I do this chore, this task every other day. Or uh, I know for myself, like with my wife, I'll, I'll do something and I'm like, finally put the toilet seat down. And she's like, yeah, but you haven't a thousand times. And so I'm excited <laughs> about the one time I nailed it. And she's like, <laughs> oh, you, you've fallen short. You've got a lot more to make up with. There's just no way that we could ever make up the difference. And that's why Jesus is here. And that's why we need to put less focus on and not saying to throw out the strain of like trying to, trying to be a holy person and trying to walk that way. 100%. That's where we need to be walking and focusing on. But even when we nail that every day, we're still falling short. And like you said, having the grace to, to be okay with falling short and with other believers falling short. And it's like life has its messy things, you know, but knowing that God is still good and he's still working. We're a work in progress. So you were talking about um, I, being a husband and falling short with your wife. And I was recently, I listened to like a podcast that was talking about um, even like the taboo of divorce within the church yeah. and how people may view it. And he was giving the example of like, you have couple A and B who are, we're married and then get a divorce and then remarry and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, this is not okay or looked at a certain way and then you have another relationship where it's like they weren't married for 10 years and have kids and then decide to get married and it's like they get applauded for finally making the right choice and it's like no one really knows what's the correct way or the wrong way or the right way. But it's like just because it looks a certain way or it has, I don't know if I'm making any sense because I'm no, not you, giving the podcast. <laughs> you are. You are 100%, okay. at least from my perspective, because like I, I I see this stuff all the time and, and I get frustrated because it's like we're ready to throw people under the bus because their sin is different than our sin. And their mess is different than our mess. And sometimes somebody who struggles with pornography or deep rooted anger, that stuff can be hidden. That mess can be hidden and it can be easy for them to judge other people and make a bigger deal out of somebody else's mess that's different than theirs because it's it's different and theirs is hidden. So we all, no matter what happens in life, and I'm not trying to minimize the importance of not looking at pornography or not having deep-rooted anger, but I'm just saying like everybody has something that they're, they're struggling with, whether it's religion, whether it's the truth of the gospel. We just make a big deal out of everybody else's issue and then minimize our own issue. We know we know why we struggle because we're so tired or we're so overworked or we're so unloved. But it, it's it's just kind of bogus in my mind to like throw somebody else under the bus because their life is different than my life or their struggle is more public than my struggle, I guess. I don't know. Well, I think it's pretty cool that what you're doing and and this podcast and just like being able to talk openly and honestly and we may not have all the answers for everything but even just having a discussion about it feels like a, a little bit of a breath of fresh air so thank you to you for that a huge thank you to Josh Lorich, Andrea Clyde, and the whole team over at Word Records, and obviously Blanca for making some time for me today. And you're invited to share any episode that you absolutely love from the Hot Takeout podcast. In, in fact, if you don't know which one is your favorite, and maybe this is the first, there are more to listen to. So go back in the catalog of episodes, find an episode, listen to it, and then share your favorite. And then follow on social media. Search Hot Takeout Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And it'd be super cool if you rated, commented on your favorite podcast listening platform. Catch you next week. 